Welcome to the Blockchain Hustle, where I take a look at some interesting plays of how blockchain technology is opening up new business vistas across multiple industries. Hi everyone, this is your host Meenu Sareen with another episode of the podcast Blockchain Hustle. Now, in my earlier episodes, I had shared on the importance of liquidity and how the market makers and the AMMs how they inject liquidity into the token ecosystem. In today's episode, we will look at a few ways by which you can make your liquidity work harder. So the first one is on liquidity mining. Liquidity mining is basically incentivizing the depositors, the liquidity providers to contribute more towards your liquidity. And in the case of the AMMs and the decentralized finance DeFi protocols, it means that these providers, they are locking in their assets into the smart contract based liquidity pools. So when you want the depositors to put in their assets, to lock in their assets into your pool for your liquidity, you need to incentivize them in some way. And how do you do that? So the first one could be that for every transaction which happens on your platform, these liquidity depositors, the providers, they will get some percentage of the transaction fee, some sort of a dividend. So for example, every time a block gets created, new tokens get minted, these liquidity providers, they will get an X percentage of that. Plus they can also get they can be rewarded by some kind of the governance tokens of that protocol. So this way, these liquidity providers, they are earning on the trading as well as the interest fees. That is for putting the funds, their funds into the liquidity pools. The second one is on the liquidity token. Now, what happens is that we come back to the liquidity pool, which in uh, its basic form, a single liquidity pool is a collection of an equal value of the token pair. In this case, we are talking about the DeFi protocols now. In this case, the liquidity provider, he let's say put some token pairs into the, some quantity of the token pair into the pool. And the pool in return generates some token called the LP token and gives it to the provider, to the depositor. Now this token is, which I just call it as an LP token, is a liquidity provider token. Some people call it as a pool token. Some people call it as a liquidity token. You can take your pick from the names. This LP token, for example, in an Ethereum based protocol, this could be a, it could be an ERC20 token. Now, this LP token is actually representing the depositor's share in the liquidity pool. Or you could say, in other words, that it is the mathematical proof that you have provided assets to the pool. And what can you do with this LP token? The provider can, number one, redeem that token. So he can redeem that token at any time and he will get an equal value amount for both the tokens based on the value at the time of redemption. So he can redeem it. Then he can use the 
NP token on the native platform. Or he can also use this, deploy this LP token across the other DeFi protocols. So he, this means that he can deploy it across the other liquidity pools across the various DeFi protocols. These LP tokens, they can be transferred, exchanged, or they can be staked in the other protocols. So you see what is happening here is that the depositors assets is not being locked on one platform. He can deploy it across the multiple platforms and therefore he can get higher return on his assets. This feature, because he can deploy it across a number of DeFi protocols and not just on one particular platform, this gives rise to the non-custodial feature of the AMM platforms, the decentralized one. Because now that liquidity is not being held by just any centralized entity, the liquidity provider has got full control over his liquidity through these LP tokens. So in effect, what these LP tokens are doing is that they are providing the provider with a higher return on his liquidity funds. And also, this LP token helps to solve the problem of your limited crypto liquidity because it is opening up an indirect form of staking. An indirect form in which you don't, you just need to prove that you own the token. You don't need to actually deposit the token pair themselves. So this process of depositing tokens in the different DeFi protocols and maximize the earnings, this is called yield farming. You are moving your tokens in and out of different protocols. This is called your yield farming. So I give you an example of how LP tokens and yield farming are done together. So let's say you have a liquidity provider and he takes his token pair and he puts it into a DeFi protocol. For putting that token pair, for putting his liquidity into this DeFi pool, he would earn some interest and fees. The DeFi protocol generates an LP token, gives it to the liquidity provider. And then this depositor, he can put that token back into that DeFi staking pool. He will have now a stake in that DeFi protocol. And in return for that, he would get a DeFi governance token. And based on that governance token, he is actually earning some farming yields. So you see with the same amount of liquidity, now he's earning number one, the interest and the fees. And second is that he's earning the farming yields. So that's how he is making his liquidity work harder. Now, when we are talking about this liquidity and the liquidity provider, I would like to mention another point on something called the rug pull. Now, what is rug pull? Now, let's say you have a liquidity pool and one liquidity provider has provided the maximum amount or a large amount of his funds into that pool. What happens in the scenario when this liquidity provider suddenly decides to remove his liquidity? When he does that, then there are a lot of buyers who would be left holding that token and they would have no place, no exchange, no market where they can sell the token because the liquidity has dried out. So this is what happens if let's say you have some rogue token issuers. What these guys do is that 
they will create a new token. They will start promoting, hyping up the token value and they would pair that token with an established or a healthy token. And then they will provide a lot of liquidity for that pair. So there will be a lot of liquidity in that liquidity pool for that particular token pair. So once you have incited a lot of, uh, incentivized a lot of uh, potential buyers to come and buy your token, because there's been a lot of hype, the token has been promoted, there would be a lot of buyers who come and buy this new token. Which means that when they are buying the token, they are actually putting into the liquidity pool a lot of the other established token. So what happens is that at a certain time when the liquidity pool has a large amount of that established token, these rogue token issuers, they can withdraw their part of the liquidity, which means that they remove almost all of that established tokens and the buyers of their new token, they are left holding that token with no avenue for selling it. So this phenomenon is called rug pull. And to address this problem of rug pull, the concept of locked liquidity was created. So locked liquidity is nothing but the liquidity gets locked in a time-bound smart contract. So the, as the liquidity pool in the AMMs is a smart contract based thing, now you have your liquidity time bound by that smart contract, which means that within that time bound, the liquidity provider cannot redeem his LP tokens. He cannot move them. He can't do anything with those tokens. By doing this, the different potential buyers, etc., they would have it instilled some kind of a confidence in them for that token. So this is called the locked liquidity. So these are the things that I wanted to share with you in this episode, which is the different ways by which you can make your liquidity work harder, liquidity mining and the LP tokens. And then I also spoke about the rug pull and the locked liquidity. I hope you have found this episode interesting and I do look forward to having you in my next episode. Thank you for listening and stay safe. Cheers. You've been listening to the Blockchain Hustle. Did you enjoy this podcast? If so, please do leave a short review, like it, share it, download it, subscribe to it. What should I talk about next? Please do let me know your suggestions by writing to me at menu at vlsiconsultancy.com or through any of the other contact channels as shared in the episode notes. Thanks.